Broadcasting live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station. Jesse Rogers in 15, live at the winter meetings. It's Carmen and Yurk live in our old National Bank State Street studio. We're on Twitch. Twitch.tv. Download the app. Join the chat there. Brought to you all this week by DraftKings. All right, so we just played that Albert Breer from Cap and Hoodie earlier today. Executives around the league that he's heard for just a few scratching yeah. their heads. At, well, why would the Bears play him? And AC Joint could get worse. He looked no worse for the wear, which was good. Uh, I mean, I thought he looked healthy uh, on Sunday. Now they've got the bye. They'll have an extra week to rest. There's four games left. Yurko and I have been pretty adamant here. Young quarterbacks need to play to get better. He needs more reps. And I think if you're healthy, of course you wouldn't want to jeopardize him if it's some sort of well, injury. I mean, if, if he's not a, healthy, if he's not 100%, correct. everything we've ever said about this guy, if he's 100%, yeah. let him play. So if he's playing, I'm assuming he's, he's 100%. Right. And, and, I, I, and I think development should continue. I think it's easy for executives from other teams who don't really know what's going on just to look and go, oh, yeah, that's silly. Why would uh, you, what are you, gonna risk why would you jeopardize him? You know, that's, uh, we're 11-1 we're and one right now, but you know, what, what are they thinking over there? No, I mean, you worry I, about your team. Uh, yeah, you know? I kind of agree with you. you know, if you're in Tennessee, worry about firing your general manager. That's what they did today. So, Good for them. They fired their general manager. So what happens when your team goes to the playoffs every year you hired a great head coach, but then you trade a wide receiver who goes for a buck twenty and two touchdowns against yeah. you, and you get blown. You get blown out. What happens, guys? What happens? You get fired. Yeah, on Tuesday. They've also <laughs> talked about their last seven drafts. They haven't had any player make their second contract. Well, either. there you so, go. and that's their first rounder. So that's another one of their dilemmas. Well, AJ Brown would have made it. But, yeah, but you traded him. You traded him. You traded him. You decided the draft choices were more important than AJ Brown. Maybe you couldn't pay him. I think that's it. I think it's why Tyreek Hill got traded. Right. I think Andy said, we can't pay you anymore. Can't We're going to trade you. Right. I think you're 100% right. right. And it, it doesn't look like it's killing uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just, no, of course not. And, and you're right, Yurko. Big picture. Yeah. It's a lot more. It's just funny that it happens 48 hours after A.J. Brown goes for two touchdowns and 120 yards. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah, funny. That you get dismissed happen. like that. Yeah. It's like, Thank okay. you for bringing us yeah. to where we are, but now you've got to go. But anyway, Yurko and I are pretty adamant. We think Justin should play. I think this will be good for him. The Bears, as I told you yesterday, uh, you don't even need football outsiders to, or any projected strength of schedule metric to see it. The, guess who's got the toughest schedule in football the last month of the season? The Bears do. I mean, it's the Eagles, the Bills, Minnesota, the, Minnesota, and even the Lions, who might end up being a playoff the team. The Lions are a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Minnesota Vikings at home this week. Yes. They're one-and-a-half-point favorite. They're going to be a three-point favorite against the Bears yes. in three weeks. At least. Like, harm, at least three-point favorite. that game's there. It's going to happen, folks. Yeah. So... You know, barring some sort of weird injury, like Goff and Naman Rod don't play and their legs fall off. I don't know. You know, I mean, like, the Bears have a tough schedule. I think it'll be good for Justin to play. I know Yurko agrees. We want to hear from you. 312-332-3776. I got a, a few stats for you on Justin. You ready? You tell me if you're impressed with this. Go ahead. First of all, week 13, now in the books, Justin Fields had the fifth best EPA plus completion percentage over expectation of any quarterback in week 13. Okay. He was the only quarterback in the top five whose team lost. Hertz was one. Goff was two. Burrow was three. Geno Smith was four. Justin was five. Okay. He's the only one in the top five that lost. Since week seven, Justin Fields is top 10 in the entire NFL in EPA 
plus completion percentage over expectation, success rate, and adjusted EPA per play. Since week seven, Fields has 16 passing and rushing touchdowns. That's tied for the second most in that span with Joe Burrow. Only Jalen Hurts has more with 17. Granted, they have he's got a disproportionate number of rushing touchdowns. I understand that. But he is still contributing a lot to this offense. And I think what we've seen since week seven is some substantial growth in Justin Fields' ability to play the quarterback position. And the best play I saw last week was the interception that he threw. Yeah. that is he's willing to throw it. That and the third down throw to Komet, Yerk. Yeah. The two best plays. Right. There you go. That's all I need to know. And I want to continue to see that development. Now you get two more weeks rest before he plays again. Uh, that AC sprain is going to be healed. Whether anybody likes it or not, it will be healed. And then, boom, you go about the business of making things happen against a good Philadelphia team. Really good. Right. Really good. And you better game plan it where the ball's out of there. You, yeah, you know, yeah, run yeah, your right. sluggos. You can run a quick sluggo and get the ball out of your hand still, you know, with the pump, and then, boom, lay it out there and let your receiver go get it. Yeah, I hope he's got the receiver to go get out. it. Figure it out. Yeah. Boy, the team they're getting ready for in two weeks. I mean, all those stats Not I was just that, rattling Carl, off. But whenever we played a bad team, you, you, there was a tendency to... Take it easy? Right, we're going to take it easy a little bit and then kind of focus when we you know, take them on. The home pulled me aside one time. He said, are we taking this game serious? He says, we seem to be really relaxed. I says, well, we're relaxed. We're confident in what we're doing. Hmm. And then we went out and beat Detroit 38-10 in Milwaukee, and then he was happy. But then when he'd ask you and then you go out and you'd lose, he'd come back. I told you. I told you. We, oh, boy. I love how he confided in you, those yeah. things. Or like hey, he, he picked me. your brain about it. Like, Eric, what do we. He yeah. knew I didn't BS him. He knew I was going to tell him the truth. To your point about the Eagles game, well, you tell the truth. That's what you do. You speak yeah. your mind. To your point about the Eagle game in two weeks, guess uh, the Bears are sandwiched in between which two opponents for the Philadelphia Eagles? They're sandwiched between Dallas. Giants and Dallas. Yeah, Giants and Dallas. There you go. Giants this week, Bears, Dallas. Yeah. So to your point... That's called a what? A little bit of a letdown let spot. Because they're going to be looking at the 3-10 and 10 Bears going, we just played a division game against the Giants last week. And oh, and in a week from now, we've got our biggest game of the year. And we're going to try to put our, you know, stop on the throats of the Cowboys and win the division. Right, we're going at to that Dallas. Point, at that point, the Cowboys still have a chance to come get, catch yes. you. Yes. Those two games are on the road, too, for Philadelphia. They're at the Giants this week, at the Bears, at the Cowboys. They yep. have a run of three straight road games. So... Mm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That it could be. Boy, the Bears might be a sneaky good play looking sneaky at uh, some of the Sneaky good play. Philadelphia right is going to be plus 14. With the, you know, like, think about how well the Bears did on their mini buy. Yeah. Now they have a full buy. The problem is they're facing a scary good team. And I just can't. I don't know that I can back this defense anymore. Yeah. You and expect it to get yeah. stops when it needs Who's it. Who's the guy that came in on the dime team last week? The six defensive back after everybody got hurt. It was well, it was Who's one of the guys guy? who made his Bears debut. Yeah, Bears debut. Five of them, I think. In his third game for the Chicago Bears, this guy. That's the problem with it is the defense is so bad. I mean, I just gave you a bunch of positive numbers about Justin, and they are positive. Boy, Yurko, when you start going through the metrics defensively, I mean, you know this because I've been telling you for a while now. During the six-game losing streak, they're giving up 33.5 points per game. Teams are converting third down against the Bears since week eight at over 52%. And they've moved past Detroit now in the season-long data for being the worst third-down team in the NFL, 48.7%. That's what teams are converting season-long 
on the Bears' defense. Pass rush or three technique, Carm? That's what we've got to be asking ourselves. That's the direction you're going. Pass rusher or three technique. Both, Yurko. Elmhurst, Steve's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Steve. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, You know, to me, it's a no-brainer. you got to start fields and keep playing them because last week, to me, was a revelation. I've been critical of fields because I looked at his poor completion percentage for a good part of the early season and then the fact that he uh he had a really low uh average as far as uh yards per completion yards per attempt and then last week that was up sharply he it it showed really good improvement so i want to see that continue i don't want to have uh some some schlub thrown in there to protect him from injury uh, and, and not get the, the benefit of all these snaps. I, he needs to continue his progression because it's encouraging what we saw last week. Yeah, amen, Steve. Agree with you. He needs snaps. He needs the reps. Like you're, When he first got hurt, what did Yurko say? He said, here's the one problem if he can't play again this year. Your development ends here and now. Right. And it doesn't start again until next year. And I don't think anybody wants that. As long as he's healthy. And if they're saying he's cleared to play, he's medically cleared, that means he's healthy. He should be getting snaps. Kevin's on the south side in Tinley Park on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, I just want to talk about um, why people even prioritize having the offseason to get better. I don't know, like, like you get better in the games, and it feels like the offseason, like this past offseason, was like the Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, like developing this great connection, which you never really saw. Like, it's kind of dumb to, like, always say, oh, we need to save him for the offseason. Well, there are other things that you'll do to prepare in the offseason. But I, I mean, I think I know what your big picture point is. These are the most important snaps. I mean, these are the valuable ones. Look, he'll go back to work in the offseason and try to get better. You sit down, you do tape. I mean, what does a quarterback do in the offseason? Is there a lot of tape stuff, footwork, that kind of stuff, mechanically? No, it's that comma. Remember the, the quarterback theoretically hosts all the wide oh, that, receivers right? that come on out and they right. have them. You know, they have a bonding session. But even that might be in. two weeks. Like, what do you do most of the time if you're a quarterback? You work you're looking at footwork film. and no, film. Film, and footwork, the basics, mechanics, the fundamentals. All the fundamentals, right? Yeah, I used to, my kids used to yell at me when they'd play hockey. They'd be, we're doing the same damn drills, Dad. We're doing the same. I said, when I play basketball, you know how many three-man weaves I did in my lifetime? Do you, do you know how many un- uncontested layups I shot? Because if you can't make an uncontested lap, you got to do it. I go, you know how many times the first thing I did every day at practice is I come out of my stance? I was going to say. It's the first thing uh, I did. How many snaps did you take in the NFL come where on. you still started yeah. practice yeah. by coming out of your stance? Coming out of my stance. First thing I did every practice. Get in there. Come out of stance going right. Come out of stance going left. Come out of stance going lateral. Yeah. You know, running through the bags, you know, over right. the bags, over the bags. Uh, shuffle through the bags, you know. Yeah. It, it just and then, and then look one way and go back and forward through the bags. Same thing every day. Then over to the post, up on the wall, and you get out of your stance and you pop in your hands, quick hands, quick hands, quick hands. Thousands of times. Thousands of times. Because it's what you're doing every day at the beginning. You want to start with the great technique early off. Yeah. That's what you're working on. You're working on technique. Right. That's what Fields will be working on, technique. Jeff's in Deerfield. What's up, Jeff? Hey, boy, first-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you. I, I've got two thoughts. Um, you know, watching that game the first half, uh, I thought they uh, they had the throttle on and they were they were taking it to Green Bay. And then the second half, it was just uh, it was a totally different ball game. They, uh, they, they stopped running with fields, and uh, it, it was almost like they wanted to give the game away. Um, and second thought was, 
looking at the offseason and free agency, the wide receiver position, there's nothing really out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really like the Bears to trade back maybe 9 or 10 with the Colts, possibly, uh, and, and look to get a, a legit wide receiver. There's some, some pretty decent guys out there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I don't know if they can. Uh, I, I don't know, Jeff. It's hard to know right now. Like, are they going to be in a position where they can look for a wide receiver in the first round with all the other stuff that they need? Do they want to try to fix the defense more with those early picks? You can find valuable wide receivers, second, third round, fourth round even. You can. Wasn't Amon Ross St. Brown a fourth round pick? I believe he was. You find these guys all over the place. And he still keeps all the names of all the guys that were drafted in front of him. I love that. He's a badass, man. Yeah. We got the St. Brown that can't play. Uh, he's a great blocker. We got yeah. the St. Brown that's the best blocking wide receiver in the league. Well, which but... nobody ever drafts. It's funny. Nobody ever drafts the best blocking wide receiver. I'd, I'd rather have the... <laughs> well, here he is. What do he run his 40 and Doesn't matter. Look at the way he blocks. This blocking wide receiver is phenomenal. We've got a first round grade on him because he can block. What do you guys think? It's so funny, which nobody ever drafts. Nobody uh, ever drafts a blocking wide receiver. We gave you the stats going into Sunday, and he had another monster game. Amon Ra, St. Brown's like last 17 games now, going back to last year. He's at... He's at like 1,500 yards or 1,600 yards. I mean, it's stupid. A monster. <laughs> How unbelievable he's been and what he's turning into. 312-332-3776 if you want to talk Bears and NFL with us. We will get an update uh, from the winter meetings. Jesse Rogers is there live for ESPN. He's going to join us coming up next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko 64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. A little more cowbell. Just a little, Yurko. I need more cowbell after that uh, goal we just saw. I mean, Black got up out of his seat. Yeah, that was... I had to wait for the replay. Portugal yeah. just uh, scored one of the goals of the tournament. I saw it live. I thought it Ooh. shot up over the net and in the crowd, but no, the net captured it. That was unbelievable. I saw the twine being tickled. That's tickling some twine there, kid. So uh, Portugal's got the early one nothing lead on Switzerland. In the 19th minute, as the they say in the industry. Minute. That's correct. Let's get out to Santiago. Discovered by the Germans in 1905. We bring in Jesse Rogers. He is covering the winter meetings for ESPN.com. Make sure you read all of his great stuff there. And he'll be popping on the shows this week from sunny Southern California. And Jess, all of a sudden, uh, the Cubs are... Something's going on. Are they going to be movers and shakers when it's all said and done? I mean, what should we be thinking of all these rumors? All right, let's start with this. They they said at the beginning of the offseason they were going to spend money. They've been saying all along that Jed has money to spend, so they're going to spend it. I think that that part is true. It's just a matter of how much because they will they will spend on a center fielder and a first baseman, but that's not going to you know break the bank. They, the obvious question is the shortstop. And remember, I was on with you last week, mm-hmm. uh, Carmen, and I started reporting at the beginning of last week the likelihood of Swanson being their their most likely candidate to to to, uh, to acquire. I was more confident about that last week than I have been all offseason. I'm going to stick with that reporting. All these other crazy reports, I'm, I'm not sure that, that they're involved in uh, uh, you know, seven or eight things or two shortstops or crazy stuff like that. My reporting continues to, to tell me, my sourcing continues to tell me that Swanson is the most likely candidate. Yes, they have offers out to a lot of guys. They're going to see what comes back. From what I understand on Correa, it's the Twins. The Giants are a backup at a huge, huge price. What I understand about Bogarts, it could be a little bit of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reporting on him 
could end up anywhere, but Boston still is in the mix. Mm. Also the Giants as a backup, also the Dodgers. But I still think Swanson is the, the best opportunity for the Cubs to acquire a shortstop. I think I told you last week it was kind of a 50-50 thing. It's kind of on him. Does he want to leave Atlanta? The peop- Some people associated with him are telling me, yes, that he's, he's willing to move. Uh, so maybe we can push that above 50% by the end of these meetings. Anything could happen at any time. But I don't think the over-the-top, we're going to go right to the luxury tax kind of winter is in the cu- in the Cubs' cards. I just think that they're ready to spend, and they've been waiting and waiting, and it should happen very soon. Who's their competition uh, for Swanson? Well, first of all, the Braves. Um, definitely the Braves. You know, he, That's the number one choice. That's number one, now, so just stay, staying yeah. with the home team? Okay. Yeah, staying with the home team is number one. Um, after that, it's a, it's a little muddy because – it's if the Twins lose out on Correa, do they pivot to Swanson? Um, if, now that the Dodgers have lost on T- Turner, are they, you know, it's only been 24 hours, are they in on Swanson? So the point being, there's some losers in these shortstop right. deals that might jump in on Swanson. Right. So I can't tell you exactly who that is right now. Maybe one, one or other two sign, because I don't think Swanson's next, I don't believe. Um, good chance now that the market was set with Turner that, that Correa or Bogarts goes. And Turner could, Swanson could wait a while because this is, again, a tough decision whether to leave his hometown of Atlanta. Mm. Um, but those are the couple, you know, scenarios in play. It's, it's, it's the other teams that need a shortstop that might turn to him if they lose out on one of the bigger ones. Okay. Any truth to the rumor that John Lester has got his boat out there, the <laughs> Flying Wasp, and he is entertaining <laughs> Carlos Correa and others and agents Xander out on his like. sloop. To uh, try yeah. to you know get the Cubs more involved or get the Cubs uh, and be interesting to more free agents that are out there. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yes, the answer is yes. Every team is doing this. I mean, I think Willie Mays hosted uh, Aaron Judge out there. I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but you know, every team is wooing and doing this, and and the Cubs are certainly doing that. Bogarts played with Lester. Um, there's the Correa connection. You know, the Cubs uh, saw Correa and Boris yesterday, but they saw him last year or talked to him last year. They also brought him in a while ago you know, as a, as a youngster before he was uh, uh, taken in the draft. So there's some history with some of these guys. Other guys, you got to bring in some people that they know. It's all going on, Yurko. That's why you're hearing the Cubs attached, because they, they have offers out there. They, they're wooing multiple people. It's just who comes back. The Josh Bell and Trey Mancini are, are a couple guys they have offers out to. Who responds with a yes? I mean, Abreu, for example, he got more out of the Astros. He got more out of the Astros. So is, is the offer competitive enough? to bring in the guys that we're talking about or not. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. We're going to find out shortly. Do they have an offer on the table to Carlos Correa? I believe so, yes. Okay. I believe so. I don't know exactly what that is. Okay. I don't think they're going to match, to be honest, I know it sounds crazy to people, I don't think they're going to match the Twins. And if, if uh, the Giants or Dodgers get involved, hmm. I, I, I've never thought they were going to get Correa, partly because... He switched agents to Boris a year ago. He took the one-year opt-out deal. Now he wants the max yeah, of all maxes, right. right? He wants Trey Turner money. There's no doubt in my mind Scott Boris wants to beat either AAV, AAV or, more importantly, the total package that Trey Turner got. Well, I, don't think because the- I mean, he's two years younger, right? I mean, he should yeah. get it, and he's probably a well, better player. I like Turner better, to be honest. Do you? I just, I, yeah, yeah, the ability to steal 50 bases and yeah. – do different things and he hits home runs as well um anyway i, I think that he, yeah i don't think the cubs are ready to spend over 300 million on, on one player that's just my opinion could be wrong swanson is going to cost you half that 
that makes more sense to me. But I think they've put in offers kind of like a Brayu. You put in an offer, it may not be the best. Now, with Swanson, it might be the best. That's what I'm saying about Correa and Bogarts. I'm not sure that's going to be the best offer. They didn't do it with Abreu. They may not do it. But with other players, it may be the best. Swanson might be the best. Mancini might be the best. I'm not sure who's going to play center. They're looking at Christian Vasquez to catch. Um, it's just a matter of, are, do, did you put in the best offer for this player? And I, in Swanson's case, I think it might be one of the best. I don't think it, it will be in, in the other cases. All right. Uh, you told us last week that the Sox probably going to you know look to see if they can move Liam Hendricks just because he's probably going to bring back out of all the players that are willing to trade more than anything else, I would think. And it sounds like some of that buzz is kind of heating up. Are they? Uh, is Rick out there finding out who wants any of his guys? And is he starting with Liam Hendricks? Yeah, look, a year ago, he would never have thought of some big game-changing trade. He admitted on the record yesterday when I asked him that, yes, we are open to anything, which is the right attitude after a bad year like that, kind of a weird locker room year, right, changing the dynamic in there. I haven't heard Tim Anderson's name, but I assume he could be out there Lucas is out there. Liam is out there. I mean, anybody that you can potentially trade that makes sense. Like, I'm not sure where Eloy fits because, you know, his injury history. You know, he said this yesterday. You're probably not getting max dollars on some of these guys that mm-hmm. didn't play. But Liam played. Lucas played. Now, granted, he didn't have a great year, but he's still a starting pitcher with a decent history. So, yes, I think Lucas is available. Liam's available. I don't know about Tim Anderson. Gavin Sheets is available, for example, because they don't have exact position for him. He definitely recognizes the, the fact they need to be more balanced, better against right-handed pitching. So um, we'll see how that, that um, sort of affects the lineup. I mean, Gavin Sheets hit 15 home runs last year. So not that he's unbelievable, you know, uh, non-tradable, but if you do trade him, you better get some left-handed hitting in there. Otherwise, you're just back to stuck with Mankata and Grandel. So I don't know if they have the game-changing move in them. I just don't, but they're trying. They're trying. Anything else they're going to try? I mean, any free agent that they might try to sign? I mean, anything. Uh, uh, like, uh, Brandon Nimmo's probably way out of their price range, I guess, which is sad to say um, at this point, but they could use some left handed. Not that he's a power hitter, but they, they, there's somebody that can handle the righties, that can play the outfield. Like, is there anything that they're looking to add while they're there that's not just some sort of a minor deal, Jess? I mean, not be a not be a free agent. Not be a free agency. I, uh, okay. The way we've talked about the Cubs and multiple offers out there, that is the exact opposite of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I do think the Sox are even trying for uh, one of the catchers out of Toronto. They have a uh, they have a uh, extra catcher or two, and so Grandel has one year left. You could transition to a to to a bigger name or a bigger, better prospect or whatever. So I think it's all deals. Looking at Toronto for a catcher, mm-hmm. looking at. Um, someone else for an outfielder and, and, and changing the mix if they want Lucas Giolito. So, yeah, no, I'm not hearing anything attached free agency-wise. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, meantime, exciting the, times on yeah, the South Side. Exciting times, huh? Exciting times. Hey, is Rick Hahn still smiling? <laughs> he smiles when he talks about Pedro Grafal. Yeah. I will say that. But that's about it. You would think he's hiring Sparky Anderson here. I mean, I, I hope he's right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Look at this All right, so in three minutes, Scott Boris is going to discuss his clients and we will find out once and for all All yeah in three minutes and so we will find out one thing once and for all if um xander bogarts is willing to move off a shortstop because if he's not then that completely puts to bed any sort of crazy rumor the cubs are picking up both both. uh, swanson and bolts so look that was one reporter that tweeted it no one's really followed up on it it was a crazy thing but simian seeker got signed by one team so you, you never say never I just mm-hmm. can't believe this. the Cubs would go from intelligent spending 
to getting these two guys on the same team and paying them max money and then moving one of them off shortstop. It was an insane tweet, but you got to, you know, you investigate everything and we'll see what Boris All says. Right, follow up with Boris. Anything else we should know about? I mean, the Phillies just keep getting richer. It's unbelievable yeah. what they've done these Boy. last few off seasons. Yeah, there's still going to be a lot of money spent. These mid-tier pitchers, Chris Bassett, Cubs are interested in, in, a, in a couple of these guys. Chris Bassett, Tyon Walker, Jameis Tyon. The money's insane, and that's because the sport made almost $12 billion last year. It's back to even better than pre-pandemic levels. Good. Good for them. All right, Jesse, good work. Thank you. Yeah, we'll let you know if there's uh, any breaking news. Let us know if uh, Boris says anything interesting, all right? Send it you got in it. if you he got does. It. All right, you see got you, Jess. Bye-bye. Scott Boris about to meet the media. It's always a big deal when Boris. Oh, he's, yeah. the when he talks, guy, he's the biggest agent in the game. And when he when he talks at these winter meetings. Usually he's stuff, got the most inventory, too. Usually he does, Yerk. And he's you know making the most money for his clients. And he's always got the big dogs. And, you know, so. All right. Good update from Jesse. The Cubs might, Solid be, stuff. might be dealing here. That's when you need a Jesse. Guys a little bit. That's when you need a Jesse Rogers. Okay? Yes. That's when you need him. Hot stove. Yes. Baseball, winter meetings. The bear, yeah. It's perfect. The Bears run by and the baseball's at the winter meetings. Perfect. It, it couldn't have worked out Good better. Good timing for us. Somebody, some jerk just came up and spit on the window. Oh, did he? That's what I, I don't know if you had yeah, seen I didn't video. see him spit. Who's he spitting at? You or your? No, he just spit yeah, on the window. A little he, more toward my angle, I'm guessing. No, not really. He just walked up and he spit. He didn't even have the... The cojones to like it's a good looking loogie. flex it. Yeah, that, that's yeah, quite the. Uh, what, what would you call that? Well, he the was drinking trip? coffee. He had a Starbucks. I've never seen anybody with a Starbucks in their hand walk up and spit on the window. Actually, yeah. he had a Starbucks coffee. Yeah, usually your spitters <laughs> come from Dunkin' Donuts. Well, you're, you're, no, you're assuming that that was a fresh purchased coffee yeah. and not someone's trash that you just grabbed out of the, Chris, the garbage over there. That's a good thought on your part. <laughs> you might have picked it up I out mean, of the trash. If an individual's walking down the street just. Hawking loogies yeah. on windows, yeah. and he's probably and someone that's fishing through the trash. We're not up for a yearly wash either here. We're, we're going to have to get the guys down here. We're a long way away yeah, from the like, yearly what's wash. What's your name? It? What's the name of that loogie? It's disgusting. I mean, it's like mm. there's like three of them, and it's kind yeah. of dripping down. In honor of the uh, conversation earlier, should we name it Samantha from Sex in the that's City? The- yeah, why not? I love Kim Cattrall. That's a little harsh, maybe, for uh, personnel. Uh, she was a great long in drip there on the, on oh, the window, right? She was great in Porky's. Uh, or how about the Big Trouble in Little China? Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? Oh, yeah. my God. Huge Kim Cattrall fan over here, just FYI. Yeah, that was uncalled for. It's the a guy, long drip you got over there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see, see the gentleman walk by. I he didn't, didn't even him. have the cojones to, like, flex napping. it either. He just he did it, and he scampered away. Yeah, who You're, did you fall asleep at the start of Jesse? So exciting. It was yeah, so we exciting. Saw, we saw During you. The you, interview, you know I how excited I was. Somebody on Twitch, like, was his face on no, Twitch? No, he, he was le- he was sleeping off camera, so only the three of us saw it. But people probably saw you, Carmen, reacting because you alerted us. The and, minute, then, and then Jerko kind of the minute jostled. we went to baseball, <laughs> I looked well, up. I tell he's you. pulling a Francesa. All of a sudden, yeah. I look at him. And he's going like this, and I start chuckling, talking to these guys. And Were we counting? Like, one, 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 three. Five, seven, nine. <laughs> you seven, you did what I did I in know. high school, where you catch 42, yourself, yeah. where you like all of a sudden flinch because you're you're yeah. falling in in your sleep. Yeah, and I go, I better ask a question. I'm and all I'm thinking is like, oh my god, is he on Twitch right now? They're going to be going nuts. Like Yerko's got his eyes closed, and Jesse's talking about Carlos Correa maybe <laughs> signing with the Cubs. Uh, you are my special friend. You're I appreciate it. <laughs> then Carmen reacted to the spinner. I'm I like, did. What's I'm going like, on? come on, jerk. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Carmen in York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN one thousand.
Portuguese have added another. They've got two gorgeous goals in this game. Portugal is up 2 nothing on Switzerland. And when I tell you they've scored two gorgeous goals, watch oh, the highlights when you know, folks. They've scored two gorgeous goals Beauteous. without Cristiano Ronaldo, who's on the bench. Right. Because Beauteous of his goals. attitude. Yeah, very good. And Pep. Was it Pepe? Was that it Pepe? Is that Pepe. who that was? Pepe. The, the, who scored the second goal? Pepe, 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 Pepe. yeah. Pepe, a center back, Eric? Is he that used right? To, he used to play right next to Sergio Ramos with Real Madrid. Now no longer with Real Madrid. Mm. Yeah. Good player, though. Hell of a player. Well, it was a great goal. You, you got to like him. Their two goals good man. beautiful. Good man. Spain upset earlier today by Morocco in yeah. the penalty kicks. Uh, so Spain is out. Spain is out. They're not happy in Madrid. They're, They're not happy not. in Barcelona. They're not happy in Pamplona today. Uh, but it is what it is. Sometimes yeah. you lose, Yurko. You That's the way it works. You can't win them all, my friend. That's the way it works. And nobody expected that out of Spain. But when they went, to, you know, the longer it went and the more Morocco stayed in it, you know, Spain's of, like, that ilk that they should be able to score a goal. Right. You know, they should yes. be able to put one up there. Yeah. A tally at the very least. Uh, I, I'm happy at the very least that the Monday Night Football game was a little exciting at the end last night because it was, like, uh, it, it was a tough watch for most of that game. 16-3 to with about six minutes left. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, this Bucks team. Uh, and then this was the finish. Adebo's just sitting on it, not really understanding the situation of the game. That's a 44-yard penalty. Brady, end zone, touchdown, Bucks. Kate Otten. It's third down. Underneath, and touchdown, Rashad White. Tie game with the extra point to come. That came with three seconds left on the clock. If the Bucks were playing any, that division is so bad, Yurko, it's unbelievable. So they're what? They're back on top at 6-6? Six and six? Yes. It is so bad. If they were playing anybody other than a Dennis Allen coach team in the Saints last night, uh, I, I don't know how they win that game. Tom Brady's never come uh, from that far behind with that little time left. You believe that all he's accomplished? That's how rare that is to be losing with like three minutes. They were under four minutes left when they got the ball back. Down 13. Down 13, and they won. Like, come on. And uh, I should have had my head examined when we made our bet. You were so right on the Saints. And the reason you really doubted them was because Sean Payton's not there anymore, and they replaced him with a guy who might be one and done, uh, who was a disaster in his last job. I need to have my head examined as to what I was thinking, uh, that the Saints would be able to accomplish much You've of anything. You've made some nice Dennis calls Allen. this year, though. You've made have, nice calls. I've, but when, when you're this doing one was it, a bad one. When Taysom Hill was your quarterback and you're winning games, you're still winning games, you know, that's kind of a miracle that that's happening. That's Sean Payton. And now that he's your wide receiver. <laughs> Which I don't understand. And he should have caught the ball. It was in his hands. Okay. Why he didn't come down with the damn thing? I, I, it's a victory for the New Orleans Saints. But instead, it's a loss because he couldn't hold on to the football. I mean, a, f- a few things. Like, you know, he's handing the ball to Mark Ingram, who's clearly hurt. And basically, because he couldn't take any contact on his knee, had to go out of bounds short of a first down. That would have milked the clock even more. Then they run a sort of a bizarre play on second and one. Then on third and one, they actually, I think on the third and one play was the one that was a little surprising. They tried like this quick slant. That didn't work. I don't know why on Tampa's side of the field you're not just going for it there. I really don't know what, you're think, what you think you're gaining in terms of field position. Now, it was not a touchback in fairness, but still... It gave Brady and the Bucks a chance to go on that 91-yard drive, aided by the long, near 50-yard pass interference penalty. You never love that when you're the coach and that happens. But I'm not sure what you think you're really gaining in terms of win expectancy when you're not going for it. When you do have Taysom Hill, 
when you're not going forward in thir- on third and short or fourth and short. You didn't give it to them. You didn't give it to him once. Then you're throwing your backup quarterback the football down the seam. And I guess you're right, Yurik. Like, it's easy to say, well, it hit him in the hands and you should have caught it. He's your backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know what they're doing. He's awful. That team is awful. Todd Bowles is equally as awful. And again, if they're playing anybody other than the Saints, they don't win that game. And I'm telling you, Tom Brady's got to be sitting on that sideline when he was yelling at everybody again. And he was. He's yeah, Jekyll and Hyde right is. now. Yeah. I mean, he's hugging and smiling when they win. He's, oh, he's yelling at everybody on the split sideline. Split personality syndrome. You he, know that. He has to be thinking, why couldn't I have just dealt with Bruce Arians for one more year? Yeah. He's got to be thinking that. Well, the same way Belichick went about the business of getting rid of Brady. Brady went about the business of getting rid of Arians. Belichick probably regrets the fact that he got rid of Brady. And I bet you Brady's crying over the, fa- the fact that he got rid of Arians. I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah, there you are, go. Are you buying some of the rumors that maybe Brady goes back to New England? No, I don't buy any of those rumors. No? None whatsoever. That Belichick like sees his defense and he's like, "Tom, you were right. You're 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 still pretty good. Come back for one more year." No, no. I, I find it hard to believe you're no. That's a divorce that to me is final. Yeah, it's got to be, doesn't and, it? And if he does come back, it's not going to end well. It might not end well now. No, I mean, I'm, well, I'm saying that it, it won't end well. Hmm. You don't want to run that th- the thing over again. Do you think he ends up in San Francisco? No. No? No. I think he's done with Tampa, though, don't you think? After this year? I would be guessing yes. Because they're not any sort of threat, are they? Coming out of that division? I don't and, believe so. They're not a threat. They had three points last night with five minutes, six minutes to go. Oh, four minutes to go. He may have enjoyed the no uh, state income tax there, though, in Florida. Oh, he sure, may have yeah, become accustomed point. to that. That was probably a, that's a, good point. a blessing in disguise, you know? You go play in Texas, right? Make $100 million. It's $10 million you're not giving the government Isn't out in California. Nice? It's going in your pocket down in the great state of Florida. Well, where else? Tennessee, no income tax, right? No, there's uh, Nevada's no income Nevada, tax, Texas, the great Texas, state of Texas. Indi- uh, you probably got about eight states, I think, seven eight to eight states, yeah, have to go don't have a state income tax. You go find one of those. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't have won that game last night. They, they just, I mean, come on. And if it's, again, if it's not the Saints, if, uh, it's, uh, I can't imagine them winning it. I mean, I, I didn't even have an interest in the game last night. Abdallah had a little wager, so of course he was sticking with it. I stuck with Monday Night Football two weeks ago because I had the Steelers, so you, you sort of were compelled I don't know what made me stay with that game. The last six minutes, at least, it got close when they scored that touchdown. You're like, well, okay. Now, I couldn't wait for it to end, though. I'm just like, this is bad. Because it's football, man. That's why. It's just bad. It, it was, I mean, it was a relatively quicker game, too. Yeah. Like, it got done 10-something. Like, it wasn't like a 10-45. I was champing at the bit to catch up on White Lotus. I had to watch episode six. No one's making you watch these games. Like, no one's making you watch I these know, horrible I, football games. I can't help myself. Like, you're going to watch Raiders-Rams on Thursday? Yes, you are, because it's football. Maybe. No, you are. You're glutton for punishment. Well, oh, my guy less need. I told, it, it was going to come back to roost oh. one day. Yes. One day, you're going to have to pay the oh, piper. One roost. day, it was going to be ugly. This year, it's very ugly. It sure has, Yurk. And do they even have a first-round pick? I don't know. I've lost track. I'd have to double-check. No, they don't. They don't. It, uh, yeah. it goes to someone. Right. I can look it up. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but remember, they made well, all those trades for everybody. One? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Don't they? Yeah, I'm Or no, sure. no. They owe Detroit probably 20, yeah, 21. Detroit. Is it Detroit? Yeah, so right now, Detroit would have the fourth pick. Wow. So it is still one more to yeah. Detroit. And the Saints owe their pick to the Eagles, so Oof. the Eagles would have the fifth pick. Oh. 
And the Denver, Denver is third. Their pick goes to Seattle. It's amazing. So Seattle, Detroit, Philly, all having pretty decent years, right? The Eagles all are going to win 13 games. Yeah, They're all going to be a, top five picks. Get a top five pick. What the hell is going on? Well, the, the, the moral of the story Don't is trade that your first round picks. yes, correct. No matter who you think you're getting in return, you should probably build through the draft. Don't trade your first rounders. I mean, Stafford's hurt. Aaron Donald's hurt. I mean the amount well, of guys, Robinson, the amount of money, Cooper yeah, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, the, the amount day. of money that they've got on the sidelines right now, ooh, brutal. It's bad. All right, we'll we'll sneak in a few more calls. If you want to talk Bears? Three one two three three two ESPN Crosstalk coming up in fifteen. It's Carmen and Yurko. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN one thousand. See what, what we're up, up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN one thousand Chicago. through some of the holiday fails and pick a winner here. Remember, we're doing it all this week and all next week. Send us your dad holiday fails, cooking or otherwise. You got to send them to us on Twitter. Just use the hashtag CJ Holiday Fail. CJ Holiday Fail. Best ones get a $200 Omaha Steaks prize pack. Two, I, heard, I said it right. You heard it right. I said it. $200. Yes. Philly Sid's on ESPN 1000. What Philly. up, Sid? Hey, gentlemen. I, you know what? I could not agree with you more. If, if Fields is healthy, he plays. He plays every snap the rest of the year. I don't care how irrelevant the games are from a record perspective. It's all about him. He himself and him development right now, 1,000%. Yeah. So, and then Yurko, I wish super luck to your Croatian boys. Thank you. Tell them, don't even worry about Richarlison. There's a reason why that guy is with Tottenham and before that Everton and before that Watford. He's not that good. They should have probably been starting Jesus in front of him, but now Jesus is hurt now. So worry about Vinicius on one side and Neymar on the other. Then you can kind of slow them down. All right. We'll be in good shape. When is that game? Uh, That's going to be Friday at 9 a.m. Friday at 9 a.m. Oh, boy. I'm excited. I'll be here. here. I know. You going to come early on Friday? Well, I'm always here early on Friday because we finish up odds couple stuff and then we tape. And so I'll I'll be here. You'll be here already, but you'll be working. Uh, yeah, we'll probably duck in a tape some. You'll be working about, at the five and dime. Yeah. My boss I, is Mr. McGee. I, I, I'd like to watch some of that uh, that Good. game. I will you, be I'm there. I'm going to be cheering for your Croatia We'll side, be there. So. Yeah, there's a lot of skill out uh, there. And uh, Gabriel Jesus, Manchester City, yes. with Arsenal now. On loan? Oh, no, not no, on he's, loan. He's, he's, he's signed his free agent. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. with Arsenal. They never loan within the same division, do they? Or within the same... Well, yeah, do they? Premier League yeah. teams will loan each other. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, all the time. It's like trading within your division. Yeah, you're making money. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah like you make money. Loan, right. Like he left as a free agent. Okay. Yeah. Viking Scott's in Crown Point. What up, Scotty? Hi, hey, Carm. Belated happy birthday, Eric. Thanks, buddy. You know, I, as we all get older, things keep moving at a faster pace. They so. do. But I want to talk about the national uh, thoughts of the Vikings. Because uh-huh. here's the thing the word fraud should not be used, it should be fortunate. And here's why. Do you realize in their last seven games, they're six and one, but that includes road wins at Miami? Washington and Buffalo, home wins against the Jets and Patriots, all potential already in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So how can someone say they're frauds and not just fortunate in the 10 games they've won? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Frauds is probably too harsh. They're a good team. And, you know, they get called out on losses like you do. They lose the game to Dallas. And where's Viking Scott on the board? And then they win games, and I don't hear anything on a Monday. It's well, all about, yeah, listen, oh, we put you on. You, 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 you called 30 seconds ago. Tell them, right Scott. Tell them. Well, what else do you want? Your team's on the road. Tell them. Your team is, is an underdog to Detroit this weekend. Okay, and what do, 
And Yurko will tell you, what does that mean? All they're making that for is because there's so much love for Detroit right, right now right, that right. they got to make it so you're going to bet on both sides. 50, Remember now, 50. you should know yeah, that. I can't, odds, I can't couple, wait till Detroit The odds wins. couple guy is giving me a hard time about Detroit the one and a half point under. Vikings, you got a ticket. I mean, the Vikings, Scott, you got a ticket on the Vikings? You got like $100 to win the Super Bowl on them? Uh, we got to be careful what we say on the air, but uh, um, golf memberships will be covered in cash if Yo, uh, the Vikings can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, Carmen Scott. wants to play Yuki. Bye. I told Bye, him it was Scotty. a nice track. Yeah. Yeah, he's a member of the club I, I, out in Crown Point. I, I hope Detroit wipes the Right by the... Why? Why do you hate Viking <laughs> Scott so much? I love much? Viking Scott. Stop it. Do you need it. any insurance advice? I don't like the Vikings, but I love Viking Scott. Do you need Scott. any insurance advice? No, I don't so think so. Viking Scott help you I, out. I know, what do you need? Life? He's a mensch. I love Viking Scott. Uh, term? What do you need? Him. Term? Whole life? What I've do you need? i got term. i got you a little sure? of both. A little bit of everything? I'm good. Huh? I got a little bit. Of my guy Tom Rossi. I got a little bit of both. Okay, I'm just I'm making I'm sure I'm you got an umbrella good. policy. Just I, take I, care I, of those I, uh, over litigious I, neighbors I, that you have. <laughs> huh? I think so. Do you got an umbrella I'll, I'll policy? Umbrella you sure? Policy. Make sure. You know. Yes. Never know. Kid comes walking a, on your sidewalk, uh, falls. All of a sudden, mom and dad. Oh, we're gonna file a lawsuit. Even little better. Chucky was gonna be a ballerina. I have a poncho policy. This day and age, it's even better, possible. It's even better than an umbrella policy. What do you have? Poncho policy. Poncho. It's even better than an umbrella oh, policy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, your poncho. Chief, it's even better. You got a lot of pockets in your poncho. Yes, I do. Yes. All right, Abdallah, give us some of the best dad fails from the Twitter machine today. CJ Holiday Fail. That's the hashtag. You must use it if you are going to be eligible to win. Yes, and please, uh, like I said yesterday, if you're listening to this on the podcast, tweet them whenever you have a chance. We read all of them that come in, uh, and you have a, pr- a chance to win a prize all of this week and all of next week. So we start with Chris Lindell. He says to us, over 11 years ago in early January, I was taking down our Christmas decorations from the gutter over the garage. Mm. The extension ladder base slipped. I landed push-up style on the ladder, broke my left forearm, cracked my right elbow radial, and... Oh. Uh, Cut my chin, had to have 150 stitches in it, nearly cut the nerve that controls the left side of my face. Oh, no. And had oh. bruise marks in the grid of an extension ladder on his chest for a couple weeks. Sweet Jesus. Uh, I think we stop right there. I, well, I, I no, mean, I mean, you got to hear the rest of the story. I mean, wow, we, yeah, we need to hear more. All right. That's a uh, tough one. Stephanie says, because this can be, this can, I guess this can be mom fails, too. I don't see why not. That's I right. Mean, you know, Stephanie oh, says, we, I mean, listen, yeah, Stephanie Of course, parent it. fails. Uh, a few years ago, she went to go carve the turkey. She she discovered that the inside was still ice cold. Apparently, the refrigerator was colder than normal, and it didn't properly thaw. Uh, and so they, had, they had just had to play. They just had to have sides. Popsicles. Uh, this is a picture That's one. Bad. I will retweet it. Just retweeted it at Adam A. Abdallah. Uh, Johnny Sierra said he uh, his first and last attempt at cooking a turkey, he got baked and didn't bake this properly. If you look at it, the turkey looks like the Crypt Keeper. He got baked and he then got didn't... baked. Oh, he got it. high and right, then ba- tried to cook that. the turkey. It looks like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, I can't wait Like to it see has this. the mouth, it has everything. It's disgusting. Did you retweet it, Adam? That's yeah, awful. That disgusting. is the worst looking turkey I've it's ever disgusting. seen in my life. It's disgusting. Hold on, Abdallah. I'm looking for it. Looking for it right now. I'm going on Twitter. Hold on. Abdallah, Abdallah sold it well. He it, that's exactly how it looks. <laughs> Come on, the picture won't tales from the crowd. Oh, oh, oh no, my god! It looks like the old lady on something about Mary. That's what <laughs> uh, it looks like. My, my internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my oh, heavens! Oh God. my heavens! That's great, isn't it? Oh, and then finally, I, I, I mean, from, overcooked. This is from Bill. Uh, back in uh, college, my girlfriend used to brag to her parents about my cooking skills. I met her parents on Christmas Day and cooked the turkey to show off for her family. Well, it turns out I undercooked and gave her entire family Salmonella. food poisoning oh, on boy. Christmas Day. Oh my God! Seven years later, my mother-in-law still hates me for this. 
Uh, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Those are all really good today. This, this photo is... That turkey is that's horrendous. That's tragic, what he did to that turkey. And you can yeah. see when the meat's climbing up the bone like that, how long it's been overcooked. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh my I mean, God. that's a tell the whole... One it looked like whole, he Frenched the bone the right there. It looks like it's it been looks, Frenched. Yeah. It's the picture that you tweeted out yesterday, Carm, from Christmas Vacation oh my when God. they open up the turkey. I can't and believe how bad that is. And there's no, stu- like, there's no stuffing in that. There's nothing. It just awful. looks like a loose burger. That is so bad. I'm still going with the guy who almost killed himself falling off the la- that ladder. That guy went through a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with the dead guy on the ladder that lived. Ladder. Ladder. I ladder. think it might be a clean Chris sweep. Chris Lindell is our winner. Chris Lindell wins the $200 gift today. card today. But that picture, that turkey That's is awful. horrendous. <laughs> that is the spirit of this competition, though. Who is that yeah. from, Johnny? That is from, from Johnny, Johnny Sierra. Sierra. Yeah. Johnny, you've captured the spirit of it, though. I mean, you really failed tomorrow, that turkey. If we don't get I'm a following one Johnny. Tomorrow, Johnny might get the. Uh, I'm following Johnny. Maybe not the Yurko follow. That might be. That's almost Dude, as good. I am almost following good. Johnny right now. Truly remarkable how bad. That I have is. become his 70th follower. I love this, and I've retweeted it. Wow, that is a horrendous-looking turkey right there. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's taken it out and put it like in the, what he was going to serve it in. You can't serve that thing. I mean, you could no hammer way. nails you with that thing. You couldn't even serve it. You could drive a railroad spike with this thing. You couldn't even present that at the table. No. It's on our tweet. We've all retweeted it. So if oh. you want to see for yourself, go check it out. Are it's you bad. following Johnny? I, I, I just, I'll follow him. I follow just liked him. it. I'll follow him. Follow Johnny. Uh, CJ Holiday Fail on Twitter. Use the hashtag CJ Holiday Fail all this week, all next week. Thanks to Omaha Steaks. Crosstalk is coming up next. Yurko's got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. We never got new balls, so we can sit there and we can rub a ball down.